Right, hello, this is episode three? Three, yeah. Three, yes, and... Um, Only 362 to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, well, I'm not going to say we're getting better at it yet, because it's... Well, you've just added a whole new dimension today. <laughs> yes, I have, yeah, which we'll come into in a second. So, episode three, and we're off. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> Today's episode is all going to be about headspace, mindset, comfort zone, all of those things. Because you and I were talking a lot in the last 24 hours about how important it is for your headspace. Because we both have our own challenges, as, as everyone does, especially in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you had an idea about the way we should run this podcast generally. So... Because I think it was five different areas that you wanted us to focus on over the course of this next 300 and something days. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the five key areas of our life, I guess. Um, well, the, the two main ones that we uh, talk about mostly is, is family and business with each other. Yeah. I remember when we went out for dinner once and we were like, let's see if we can talk about something that's not business and not kids. And I was like, mm. uh. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, <laughs> that's the main thing. Um but we do, we do do a lot of kind of mental health mindset work, like and general health, you know, and ourselves. Well. What you you do that more than me. You're more into your fitness, but yes, we do try and take care of ourselves. So that's another area. Obviously, we travelled for a couple of years, so I think that's a um, an area of interest for people. And if if the world wasn't in lockdown, we would still be travelling, not yeah. full time, but we would still be doing trips. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's a, a big interest to people. Um, yeah. And uh, is that five? <laughs> I think that's five. So it was, yeah, so travel, because we still intend to do that. Yeah. Uh, we did that for 18 months, and we're in France, southern France now, so mm-hmm. travel's one. Uh, uh, mindset was the other. Yeah. Business is one. Family. Family. Oh, um, oh and health. And health. So well, they're the health kind of and mindness is kind of, because the other one I would like to talk about a little bit about is kindness, because that's yeah. obviously kind of where um, Say It is migrating to, as much as it started as a kind of, uh, birthday present for Zach, it, it's becoming quite important in, in demonstrating kindness with people so that you, yeah. you're you celebrating each other rather than too many people kind of have their say, as it were, in the negative space and not necessarily yeah. the positive space. So I think that that's a big thing. And this is this is kind of kicked off by yesterday because it was um, World Kindness Day yesterday. Well, it's... it's um, so uh, for those that are listening to the podcast, um, one of the reasons why this is out of our comfort zone, would you agree? Today, yeah. Yeah, is, uh, as is a, postca- a podcast, by the way, isn't it? Because, like, the idea of doing a podcast at all was a little, was daunting. And yeah. then the idea of signing ourselves up to something that was every single day yeah. was daunting. Yeah. And then... You uh, decided to up it again. Up it a level. <laughs> because one of the things that we both hate is video yeah. and presenting, right? Yeah. So, or being captured on video in any way. Well, so, no, um, we don't mind that so much in the background, but any kind of presenting... And it, I mean, it was one of the things we did traveling, wasn't it? We had we had um, a travel um, yeah, uh, page yeah, yeah. Uh, called called um, Adventure in the Somewhere. We have well, it's still there. It's still yeah, there. we have um, we, which was a YouTube page, Instagram page, website. Yeah. Um, we've got a large uh, travel group that I admin on on Facebook. So we we did quite a lot of that. But video we found tough, didn't we? Because we felt when, whenever we wanted to be kind of out enjoying ourselves, it's like oh you've got to put this video face on and suddenly yeah, it wasn't, this, it, it's not authentic. Yeah, it didn't feel yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah, we're not natural presenters. 
No, no, no exactly. So the idea of recording us having a conversation, yeah, just a conversation, yeah, was like. <laughs> but we need to do it, right? We, okay. This is part of... Well, you don't necessarily agree we need to do it, but I think as part of this journey of going outside your comfort zone, doing stuff that's unusual... Like, the other thing as well is that the, um, we have friends in business and we have people we follow online who are really slick. Like, yeah. they've got the best cameras, the best mics, yeah. the best lighting, yeah. and we're sat in here but in a part of our people, living room. And Yeah, but there's other people that supposedly i mean i don't know if it's if it's if there is better production quality than they're saying but people like russell brunchen to whip out their phone out their pocket and yeah. they're constantly doing pieces to the camera so yeah. you know i don't it doesn't need to be slick and polished i don't think well it's not going to be with us anyway no no <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're here for a slick and polish, then don't <laughs> switch yeah. off now yeah it's true so 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 i think the so that's so that one of the other reasons why I've suggested this to you today is because, like, if we wanted to talk about headspace and mindset today, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you and I have a very different approach. We have a very different approach to those things in some ways, but we definitely have a different, like, response mm-hmm. to stress and pressures and activities, right? Mm-hmm. So. And given that the whole premise of this podcast is about like finding your way, starting a business, uh, working as a family, especially now in this strange time, I think mm-hmm. it's important that we share that. And by start, starting that conversation outside of our comfort zone, <laughs> I think that's a really good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I mean, it was also um, brought about by the fact that the few people that are following us already have actually said, you know, can you get on video, didn't they? So yeah. that, that was also it. But um, but I don't think it will happen every one because <laughs> we're just too busy, you know, to... Maybe. To be able that to... That sounds kind of... like an excuse, but... <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But I mean, some of these podcasts might be when we're out and about, is what I mean. Um, so it might be when we're in the car somewhere or something like that. So those might never... You know the phones have cameras, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. So without, like pondering on it too much that's that's kind of what we decided that would be a good idea right and whether we keep doing it or not well this is just one big experiment at the moment isn't it yeah 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 to document the journey yeah that's the the premise is to document our journey so that we can look back on this and go oh yeah do you remember those days Mm -hmm. yeah so so i think um i think we should talk about like how like what's happened through this year and how we've responded to it personally yeah uh, in both like and what's helped us right in terms of what's helped us navigate and be navigate through some of arguably i would say it's up there as one of the most challenging we've had some of the most challenging times in in our entire lives certainly business Mm -hmm. um and on on a personal level with uh, relationships and mm-hmm. worry about family and all that kind of stuff. We've we've definitely been through the mill on that, right? Mm-hmm. This year, as is, right. a lot of people, right. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons for sharing, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a reason why we're kind of sat here and still trying to be upbeat. And we're not like it's not a fake upbeat, right? It's not no. like you and I sit there and go, okay, right, we got to record, so let's pretend everything's great. You mm-hmm. know, it's like we genuinely feel like we're in a good place, that we're optimistic about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel that all the challenges up to this point have been stronger. We're stronger for it, right? Yeah, so, I'm, 
I say 50-50 with the optimism. I'm like, one minute I'm like, yay, we're, everything's going to be wonderful, and the next minute I'm terrified. Yeah. So um, that I, I swing quite wildly between those two feelings on it. But um, yeah. But yeah, generally upbeat. There's no, I don't think there's any other way you can be, otherwise you're just going to kind of curl up in a ball and never get out of bed, are you? You know, you've got to try and find... I saw something the other day, um, what was it? It was a quote that said, look... F- Look for the, I can't remember the exact words, something along the lines of look for the positive or look for the moments of joy in each day and then go find them. And yeah. I thought that was really true because, mm. you know, too many people, A, look at just the negative, but if it, even if they do see the positive, they don't go after it. No. So I think that that was quite a cool little quote. Well, it's also, um, so, well, if, if because like, we have a different way, I suppose it's probably, it's probably not appropriate to go into too much detail about the challenges that we personally have had in um, with the business or with family and their health and all this kind of stuff because to, to me and you you might disagree but to me that feels like um, it's like oh woe is us mm-hmm. you know and oh I want sympathy or I want the kind of sympathy vote and it's like we don't need that mm-hmm. like nobody really needs that what you need is like oh, I think empathy more than sympathy yeah I think it's important to empathise with, with other people's situations and not think that yours is necessarily better or worse. And I think that's what a lot of people are guilty of, where everyone's guilty of, thinking that you know their situation is whatever it is compared to somebody else. But you're not living their life. You're not in their shoes. You don't know how they feel on a daily basis. So Yeah. I think well, and you only ever get... Like, I've got this saying that I've... I've I don't know where I picked it up, but I've referenced it constantly, and it's you only ever see ten percent of someone. Mm. That when you meet them, you see their best ten percent. Mm. There's a whole lot of other load of ninety percent that's going on behind the scenes, going on at home, going on in their heads that you just you don't know about. Yeah, and yeah. um, I, like I've had this thing that I said to you before. If you don't like the ten percent, it's like Run. a mile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, because there's a whole other ninety percent we haven't seen yet. Um, but um, so what? So both of you and I have different ways of coping under pressure and stress, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if how comfortable you'd be about talking about like, what would you say? What's, how would you say your? What would you say is the lows and the highs of how you respond to certain pressures, and then I, can, I suppose I'll show mine, and then, and what your coping mechanisms are to offset that? Because I think if anybody's listening to this at the moment and they're thinking, okay, well. What do Lee and Kate do? Mm. Not that we're bloody gurus and we know what we're talking about, but <laughs> the fact that we're sat here doing this kind of stuff means that we're hopefully on the, the, the right path. Yeah, I hope it can help someone um, you know, that's, that's struggling out there. I've always wanted to write a book eventually on, on um, depression, anxiety. I never know what to kind of class it um, because, again, everybody's situation and feelings and journey are different but it's definitely something I struggle with um, so would you, you know. say you define would you say the way you respond to stuff is a, de- a depression aspect then, or it's definitely say- a depressive element to it because there is a very real physical reaction um, right. to when I go through stress and it until this year it used to be I mean, it's, it's taken me years to get to this point where I can identify it, but over the last few years, it's, it's been quite an obvious thing. I'll go through a period of stress with something, what whatever has kind of kicked off, you know, maybe family members ill or or something in the business or, or 
even when um, we travelled, if there was an occasional, you know, drama then. Um, and I kind of go into robot mode and I will get through that drama. Um, yeah. And thankfully, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, my mindset doesn't kick in at that point, my, my negative mindset, because I get through that drama. But I tend to break down afterwards. And I've yeah, always... It's like a few days later. Isn't yeah. it? It's not like an immediate, like... You, you've been under... So we were involved in that procurement company yeah. side and we were dealing with, not going to mention any names, but a really big company, right? Yeah. Uh, or a big set of companies yeah. who had very high demands and they were putting a lot of demands on your... Yeah. On you personally. Yeah. With a lot of threat, yeah. right? And there was a lot of financial risk and reputational risk on you... And they were breaking deadlines, right? All the yeah, time. So you is, were having to run very fast. Yeah. But, but nobody knew you were under pressure. Right? No. Well, it's not just the, the stress element. I mean, I I will happily work 24 hours a day when there is something to be delivered. That's just the way I've, I've always been. Mm-hmm. And then again, I'll collapse afterwards. You know, that's 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 just the kind of way I, I deal with things. Oh, yeah, that was the other time I was thinking when we were um, when we were travelling. There was the time when we were in Malaysia and we were delivering um, an event back in the UK um, for the, the football championship. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But because of the time difference... Is that McDonald's or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the McDonald's Cup, but I because of the time difference, I was ending up dealing with people right away through the night yeah. and then having to get up with the children. Have I said it again? Having, having to having. <laughs> having to get up with the children and you know do the homeschooling bit and, and everything. We were all living in that tiny little apartment when we were in Malaysia. So, yeah, yeah that, that was a really tough time. And it was like 38 degrees outside. Oh, the smog and, yeah, yeah. it wasn't our favourite place, was it? But, um, but yeah, so that, but you get through it and then you kind of fall apart afterwards. That's always been my way and I've, you know, whether that's healthy or not, that, that's being copable for me, if copable is the word. Yeah. Um, but this year, I ha- I've definitely felt new challenges because I've not been able to have that short burst of stress. It's been this really long stress and a really kind of slow burner stress it's not yeah, it's like, like right sense let's of just, impending doom yeah, yeah. Not, not there's not like this right let's just get it done and then we'll get through it and we'll be fine there was like for a long period at the beginning of the lock to the first lockdown um when nobody really knew what on earth was going on with covid there, there wasn't anything to do it was like well we can't work no and we don't know where the events industry is going and nothing's open and yeah. we're losing in franchisees um but there's nothing I can do. There's yeah. nothing positive I could kind of throw well, myself into. We were getting into. businesses saying to us, sell more franchises. Yeah. This is a great time to sell franchises. Like, who wants like, a franchise right now? Yeah, well, and ethically for us, <laughs> yeah. it was like, we can, we're not car salespeople. No, right? exactly. Oh, apologies to any car, but as in like, a, <laughs> like the Matilda kind of car yeah. sales, the Matilda's dad car sales yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just like, just get the sale. It's not, that's not really our approach. So, so yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. It was like that. So but, that, that's what I found particularly hard is there was nothing I could work through. There was yeah. nothing I could just, right, let's just get this done and then move on. There's been no moving on until, I mean, say it helped. That was a real positive focus, focus when we yeah. when we found that. Um, in the very early days of the lockdown, I focused on learning French, <laughs> being, yeah, yeah, yeah. being in France. So that was, that was quite a big distraction to... To kind of focus on that, um, so I was just doing online French lessons and helping the children three four hours a day because they were obviously homeschooling at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, with you, it's very different, isn't it? It's, it's. I mean, it helps me exercise, but you is like that's your be all and end all, isn't it? Really, when you're struggling. Yeah, I guess. I, I, well, I don't have the. I, I don't think I don't have the physical. 
that unless I've um, I've been really kind of abusing myself with like eating junk and stuff like that, I mm. don't generally under stress or pressure have a a, a physical like kind of low that no. comes with it. So as long as I've avoided like eat, eating a huge packet of digestives and drinking a load of beer or whatever, do you know what I mean? Generally, I've, it's unlikely for me to have that that side. But the analogy I've used for this year is. Um, there's this constant sense of impending doom because mm. of the media and the governments and, and all this kind of stuff driving the, the COVID narrative for whatever anybody wants to take mm. of that. Um, but um, And the analogy I've used throughout is it's like, it's a bit like we're, because we haven't really evolved that much mm. in the last X number of hundreds of thousands of years. Mm. Like we have in terms of, I'm sat here with a mug of coffee, but in terms of physiologically, we're the same thing, right? We're, we're the same thing as the hunter-gatherers or whatever else, right? So, so we have the same like chemical responses and physiological responses to stress as we did... Yeah, that whole we fight-flight thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the, 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 the way I feel like 2020 is, it's, it's like my caveman self is, is with his caveman family and there's, a, and there's a pack of very large wolves that are six foot away who yeah. have decided to move in. Yeah. You know, and so there. I'm on edge. Like they're not eating anyone now. Yeah. You know, and they seem okay, but they could eat someone. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think on like a on almost like a genetic level, we're like we're kind of preparing to be eaten. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we can function. And I suppose like and I'm not pretending to understand what it must be like for anybody that has got some like long-term illness or, or god forbid some kind of terminal illness but i think i said that to you the other day it's, mm. it's almost like there's this um everything's changed but nothing's changed yeah you know and i can imagine that's probably what it's like when somebody gets told you've got this that's wrong with you mm. it's like well you still got to work you still you, or you still have to do this and you still have to do mm. that but fundamentally you know that everything's changed yeah. and that's that's i think that's difficult to process. Yeah, definitely. You can't put your finger on it. Yeah. And and the problem is you can't really go... That you almost want to go out to another group of people that are all fine, mm. who have been there before, mm. and go to them, oh, it sucks, and then go, yeah, I remember when that happened to yeah, me. Yeah. And it's like, all you have to do is this, this, and this, That's and you'll it, be fine. That's it, but nobody's got the answers. Well, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's... There's nobody's experiences, so yeah. there's no... There's no like, oh yeah, you'll be fine because by, by two months time everything will be back to normal again. Yeah. You know, so so the so the wolves aren't moving out. No. Like they they it doesn't look. It looks like they're here for the winter. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's that kind of thing for me. So, I think because we we moved to southern France in January, um, and like I don't speak French. Mm -hmm. You don't speak French. You're speak. You're learning to speak mm -hmm. French, but. Not fluent yet. No. So if there was an emergency, it would be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, the kids have now learnt some French. But when we moved in in January and then effectively lockdown came in in March, we'd only been here two months, mm -hmm. really, because mm -hmm. it was like middle, middle of January. And the thing for me when COVID hit was, okay, well, the business has stopped, but also we, we're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And... I've got a wife and two children mm. and we could end up in a situation where we can't get food, yeah. we can't get medical help, we yeah. can't get, like, and, I mean... I remember we were, 
really paranoid with the children for the, for a couple of weeks in, in lockdown, weren't we? We were like, yeah. don't do that because you hurt yourself. Don't do that because you hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, we can't go <laughs> to the hospital. No, we don't yeah. want to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and they were like climbing up stuff and yeah. on the trampoline outside all the time and all of these things. It was like, Jesus, if someone breaks their arm or something like that, yeah. we've got to brave it into the hospital. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think the way I kind of processed that level of stress was... I suddenly became farmer man. Yeah, you did. Because yeah. I was like, we might not be able to buy food, so I was growing everything. That's why we have a load of cockles and no chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that that story, just to uh, to inform you what that was. That sounds like a really random thing to dump into it. But yeah, go on. Well, it's because I could hear him. Um, we, uh, oh, outside, yeah. you can hear the cockerel. So we, um, we bought a load of stuff, didn't we, so that we stocked up. Um, on the kind of the pastas and that kind of stuff and then we yeah. went hell for leather on growing things here and um, and then a friend of ours that have chickens said well why don't you have some of our eggs and we've got an incubator and you won't obviously get eggs immediately but I think chickens start laying at about six months um, well, so yeah. um, so you've, you've, you've got chickens for the future and we were like yeah yeah great idea and yeah because well, we thought you might with the supermarkets might close yeah you, you might not have food yeah or... i mean you've got to remember this is at the very beginning of covid and nobody had any idea what what, what the world was kind of coming to we've all semi learned to live with it now but um so yeah so we we got these chickens which was great in a way i mean the, the first ones were hatched on easter sunday which was lovely wasn't it that, that was, was just, literally on yeah easter that was sunday, just yeah. complete coincidence um and we we had these Massive amount of eggs upstairs, 50 or so, 54, I think. Well, they gave, yeah, they gave us 54 yeah. eggs, yeah. Um, and 21 of them hatched. And they stunk. <laughs> like the egg incubator. Nobody told us that, um, that once the eggs start doing what they need to do, that whole room just yeah, yeah. stunk, yeah. didn't it? Um, so we, long story short, we ended up with 21 chicks. But you don't know they're male or female until... It's very obvious, really, until they actually start cockadoodle-doing, whatever that is called, yeah. cockadoodle-doing, and, um, and they look like a cockerel or a chicken. I mean, even now, if they're six months and there's still two that we're like, mm, which, which is yeah, that? Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't want 21, uh, that was for sure, so we gave... Uh, so I cut the heads off. <laughs> we gave nine to a friend that we'd met here, and, um, and then we lost five, was it in the end, or six? Cause yeah, they, so we had this weird scenario, didn't we, where... Um, I can't remember when it was, but we had, yeah, so we were told that chicks um, are very good at dying, it's like one of their terms, and of course, us and the the kids got quite attached to these little chicks, because they'd all hatched, and then we ended up in a situation where there would be a storm that rolled off the mountains, wouldn't it, here, because we're we're not far from the pyramids, and um, there was a storm that would roll in, it would be like, it'd be a nice warm day, and then suddenly the storm would hit, and the heavens would open, and the whole place would just, and you'd go outside and everything would be drenched and be bucketing down. Mm. And so we'd run out and get the chicks um, put away. Um, but we lost, we lost two that way, didn't we? Mm. Because the temperature just went, dropped by 10, 15 degrees yeah. um, and they just couldn't cope. So the, we ended up having a whole, like burying the chicks thing for the kids and, and all this kind of stuff. And then they got ill. Yeah. Like three of them got ill, didn't they? And you ended up taking them to the vets to figure out what was it. And the vet had said, oh, it's going to be some kind of virus. And you're going to lose all, all of them. them. Yeah, we, thank God we didn't. The vet just gave us some vitamins and the rest of them are fine. But, uh, but yeah, long story short, um, or not that short, but <laughs> yeah. our, uh, our, our chicken experiment has ended up with us having um, 
seven left and um, of which we think at least five are cockerels. <laughs> yeah. So We're the, lucky we might get two eggs. Well, so it, it started in March. I think Easter Sunday was the very end of March, maybe. Or maybe first week of March, April, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. It's all a bit of a blur. And we're now in November and we still haven't had any eggs. <laughs> no, but we have lots of noise. <laughs> we just have lots cockles. of noisy cockadoodle doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this ambition that on our when we were travelling, I had this ambition of becoming a like, oh, maybe one day I could go into being hunting or... Because I'd listen to Joe Rogan podcasts and watch people like Cameron Haynes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like a really manly thing to do. <laughs> and then uh, and then I realised... And I, I remember watching something about raising your own meat, your own chickens for meat and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, I could do that. And I watched that video of this woman doing that. It's like... <laughs> And it just shocked me to the point. Well, you're the one that goes and gives the cockerel a hug every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you could do that. You're way too soppy. Yeah, you're not supposed to say that. It's like a little Labrador, isn't it? It is the biggest one. He's quite fond of you. (laughs) Yeah, he comes over and does a little dance around me. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. So, um, so where was I? So I think the the point. uh, Get back to the point. The point is, my way of dealing with those weird pressures was I've got to go do something, right? Yeah. I've got to go, got to try and fix it in some way, shape, or form. And then, so the immediate reaction was, okay, I need to go grow stuff and, and get chickens and do it. And that was my way of coping with that. Mm. And then, because they were saying about COVID in terms of it's a cardiovascular issue and, um, and lung the fit you are, lung yeah. capacity, all this kind of stuff. So I was like, right, we need a treadmill in the house. We got yeah. a treadmill, and we was like, right, I'm gonna run every day. I'm gonna, uh, fit. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, yeah, just good, just to elaborate the point on that for UK listeners is here in France, the lockdown um was a seemed to be a bit stricter than it was in the UK in that we were only allowed to go within a kilometre from the house unless just the case now as well. It's the case now in the second lockdown. Yeah, unless you are going um to the shops for essential purchases. Um, then you can only go for a kilometre. So in terms of like going for a run or going for a bike ride or anything like that that you would expect to be able to do to keep you fit and healthy, yeah. especially when you're in the gorgeous countryside that we're in here, yeah. you can't do. No. Um, so so that's why we ended up buying a, a treadmill so that we could we could keep that. Well, and you weren't, you weren't happy about running outside too much because... Um, There's lots of... Um, Wild dog, well, not wild dogs, but um, yeah, there's not lots of they, wild dogs, they but let them roam free. Well, you had a thing about snakes. Well, well, yeah, I don't like snakes either. You there's a lot snakes. of them here. <laughs> yeah, so the idea of you saw a snake on the side of the road, you yeah, entirely forget. there's quite a few reasons. Well, and they hunt here, yeah, right? So yeah. you're often, um, today's what Saturday, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to hear the dogs, the hunting dogs. Although that's been one of the blessings of the lockdown, isn't it? They're not allowed to hunt in the lockdown. They're out there now. Oh, are they? Yeah, I was out there this morning, and they're oh. out there this morning. They must have changed the rules on the second one. Yeah, you can hear them on the hills. You can hear them on the hills. But, um, yeah, so, so my point is that mine is to do something, like if I have a mental stress, it's to do something physical about it, and then go like into, like I was reading Jordan Peterson's mm. 12 Rules for Life, and reading all of these kind of, mental fortitude I think I was stuck and I, I went on a down the rabbit hole of reading about the Stoics and, yeah. and consuming a load of what content what's that other on the one Stoics. that we both listened to um, Obstacle is the Way who's that by Ryan Holiday Ryan. Halliday Holiday Ryan. Halliday uh, I think yeah it's Obstacle is the Way that, that was awesome that's again that's book. that's off the back of the Stoics yeah. so it was I have to do something like I have to 
try and fix it I have to have a physical or mental kind of action because mm. the concept of doing a kind of letting something happen to me mm. just drives me nuts so it's like okay well that's happened here's the response well mine's the same in, in that I do need to do something which is why I could cope before when it was like get the job done and then stress about it afterwards but with this one I couldn't so lots of kind of avenues I kept trying to go down were dead ends or or would sometimes just make me feel worse so with me I think it was more about just in in the end just being kinder to myself and and giving myself the space to to not lose it but just be like you know life is a bit tough at the minute you know give yourself a break go and just I don't know have a bath with a magazine or um what did I start playing around with um uh, macrame yeah so I made a few like macrame things just to do things that completely switch my brain off well, so also that, we're in your control. Yeah. So like, there's so much that isn't in your control yeah. in that environment. It's like, well, focus on something that is in your control, yeah. that you can start, in whether you finish or not, but you're, you decide if it finishes. Yeah. You're, it's like, I suppose it's like why I like exercise. It's like, well, I determine that I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I determine the effort. I determine that. And it's the same with you when you're doing... But there are some habits, right? There are some habits that both of us were introduced to years and years ago that... Um, that helped us like, back in the day we were um we were doing uh our smiley booth business was doing 500 events a year we were um we are the where we were living we weren't wasn't great for us as a married couple it wasn't great for the kids so mm-hmm. we were had the pressures of are we trapped are we can we move somewhere else what can we do we had where a lot was, of negativity around us didn't we yeah we had a lot of yeah, a lot of... Even our office was surrounded by people two other were, businesses that were really weird and really negative. Yeah, really negative. <laughs> really so, strange people, bless So, them. I mean, this is we're talking, <laughs> we're going back to what, 2015? Yeah. And we had 26 staff on it working for Smiley Booth at the time. Yeah. So we were, and it's in the events business, so there was, there was a, I think we were doing something like 40 to 50 events a month. And we were, it was just full on. Yeah. It was, I mean, we were doing, I'd say... To say that we were doing 70 hours a week each was easily the case, yeah. right? Because even when we got to us, we'd work all week, even when we got to like a Saturday and we thought, oh, okay, that's our busiest night of the week yeah. for photo booth. Oh, so, I used to dread Saturdays to be honest. Yeah, because it could be like 10 Monday o'clock. My at, favorite. <laughs> yeah, you could get a call at 10 o'clock at night saying, you need to go out to an event because yeah. it's all falling apart yeah. and we'd have to jump in. Jump in a car, one of us would, and then the other one would have to look after, be at home because of the kids, yeah. and watching the phone for the 26 stuff. So, what my point is, like, arguably, you could have said, well, surely that would have been a time when your marriage was under the most pressure, mentally you were under the most pressure, uh, with two young kids. I mean, Zach would have been, what, two? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, and Belle would have been... Five. five yeah. Right? So... Um, and so all of these dynamics and all these pressures, surely that was really hard. It absolutely was. But I booked us on a um, Tony Robbins weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it was four days, actually, wasn't it? And um, on his UPW, Unleashed Power Within. And it's an amazing four days. But the reason why I booked us on it was it was kind of a bit of a reward for all the hard work. And we looked at some of the Tony Robbins stuff mm-hmm. in the past, didn't we? About, And we both felt that we although we were doing okay we weren't doing 
there was things that we weren't doing well enough. Like our health wasn't where it should be. Yeah. We were too much at the front end of our business, so that was a problem. We were in we're, a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah our living situation wasn't great. Um, our finances weren't great. No. Um, so we were like, we're we're. This all feels like it's being stuck together with sticky back yeah. plastic. Yeah, and break. Yeah, and if we're not careful, something's going to break, yeah. and and that could be something that's really important to us. It could mm. be the health of our kids or each other mm. or God forbid the marriage or God forbid like something more serious happens to the kids or mm. or the business disappears. So we had all of these things that we kind of recognised. So I, I was like and to, I was quite arrogant about it, wasn't I, with the UK because I was like, I'm booking this for Kate. I'm going along with support for you, wasn't I? That was Well the... like, I remember really not wanting to do it. Um mm-hmm. because I I thought it was gonna be very cult like like, I liked Tony Robbins' books and stuff. I liked, liked his whole kind of message. But, yeah, going on, like, this kind of rah-rah event where everyone's kind of going, yes, yes, and, and all of this kind of... I don't know. I just thought, oh, that's going to be really weird. I'd watched a couple of YouTube videos of it. I really wasn't keen at all. And then fast forward a few hours and... I was standing on my chair with the best of them, yelling so much that I fell off and broke my wrist. <laughs> yeah, that was on day one, wasn't it? It was. So, um, well, because day one was, like, because you had to walk across hot coals that night. Yeah. So um, that was, like, the whole thing was building up yeah. to walking across fire, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, maybe it was the second fire. day I did my hand then. Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah, because yeah. I, did, I didn't do it when I did... So we walked across the coals, which we'll come back to. Yeah, but yeah. me with my hand was on the Saturday morning. So it starts on the Friday. So it's a it's a three day weekend, isn't it? Um, yeah. And you don't for any anybody that's interested in doing it. You it's really intense. You don't you don't have toilet breaks. You don't there's there's no breaks at all. You just kind of run out, grab yourself a sandwich or whatever, or go to the toilet. Well, they then, joke, right? They say um, when you're there, they're like, you will not eat. Yeah. Or go to the toilet for the whole time you're in yeah, your city, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's a crazy experience, but um, but yeah, I was I was up there on on the chair. <laughs> they they were flip chairs. Which I didn't. Well, I did realize. But no, you get the concert. Yeah, yeah, they were they were yeah. flip flip chairs. So I I was standing on it and stood too far back. <laughs> the thing flipped and I went over the back, and landed on some people behind me that that broke most of my fall. But my hand went in between the the two chairs and really hurt. So I went to the the first aid and they were like, "Well, yeah, you. I think you've broken it." And um, but I just didn't. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go to some A and E in London and sit there for hours. I was enjoying yeah. myself, so um, I just kind of iced it. I had it in a bucket of ice for the next four or five hours yeah. <laughs> and carried on. And then I got it X-rayed when we got home on the Monday. Yeah. But, yeah. And it, when it was broken, wasn't it? Yeah, it was broken, and it was. Um, <laughs> but you did well. Like you didn't moan about it at all. The whole thing. But um, yeah, so you've done a firewalk and broke your wrist within twenty four hours. Yeah. It so. was the craziest thing. <laughs> And the, the um and then the, the the other thing is people often uh, we were vegetarian for three years we we're not now which we'll, we'll kind of come back to another time but um that was a really big change for us wasn't it because um on the Sunday <clears throat> the it was all about food yeah. and and I remember like you, you get given this this wedge of a of a kind of workbook when you first arrive and a good half of it was all about food and eating yeah. health healthy eating yeah. and at the time you and i were dreadful you know we were living off mcdonald's and, and well, whatever, we had to, we? right? yeah, yeah. I, I used to drive home from an event um and because it would be like two or three in the morning coming back from an event we might, it might be in london say driving back at two three in the morning so to get me through that 
drive, I would have a Red Bull and a big packet of Haribo. Fizzy sweet. Yeah, fizzy. Yeah, fizzy, yeah fang, uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic. And then a, a Big Mac or something on the way home normally because you had. To yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, we were eating dreadfully, but I, but I wasn't interested. I was like, I'm all right. I don't like young enough. Yeah, young enough. Don't like healthy food. Don't you know? I'm, I've never been into salads and stuff like that. So I, I was a bit sulky about it to be honest mm. so i didn't i'd enjoyed tony robbins up until then but i was just like oh this isn't for me um but we kind of got through the day and right at the end they they give you a challenge don't they they're mm. like if you can get home without going to a fast food place on the home and we were training at home from london down to bournemouth um if you can get yourself home and make something healthy tonight i think it was a juice or something yeah, yeah. um and just juice for the next 10 days that's it yeah 10 days um in. you know you'll feel amazing and and this was no no alcohol of six things was it no alcohol no sugar no wheat no yeah. caffeine yeah um i can't think of the other it was just a were. massive elimination it was, it was six yeah. things and basically and, just eat veg yeah and fruit yeah for the whole um, 10 days and um and you were like, let's do it. And so I was like, oh, really not happy about it at all. But we managed to get home. And then you, thank God, took charge of creating the juices and stuff. Because I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not into this. Well, you have a really, uh, like, physiological Ang- stroke, emotional hangry. response to food. Yeah, you do. <laughs> get extremely yeah. angry, yeah. Yeah, you do. So yeah. I, if I was in the kitchen, I would have just been grabbing whatever was next to me. But, but we got through those 10 days. I mean, I do remember the first three being hell. I remember sitting in the office and the staff trying to talk to me and I was just like, just don't even talk to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, because your body's going through so much in terms of, like, withdrawals. Yeah, yeah. uh, You're having caffeine withdrawals, sugar withdrawals. Yeah, it was was really tough those first few days, but after that we felt amazing and and actually we kicked it out to 30 days, didn't we? Um, Well, people would comment how much better... Yeah, yeah. But, so... The reason why I raised the whole uh, Tony Robbins thing was there was a few things that that weekend taught us, right? Yeah. So, well, it, that that's one of them is that the, the, the food, impact food has on you. Yeah, because I think a lot Definitely. of people. Um, so I've got um, I've got people I know. I'm not going to call them out on here, but I know for a fact that the reason why they struggle, like, or I'm I'm willing to bet that the reason why they struggle in life um, with certain things in life. Is off the back of what they consume. Yeah, well, we see yeah. it with our, our kids, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, particularly our daughter, we, we can almost preempt her mood by what she eats. Yeah. It's it's um it's a huge huge thing. Really hard to, to do is yeah. to keep keep control of that. But um but yeah, that's definitely a huge factor in yeah. mindset. Um, another Tony Robbins thing is or. or generally UPW thing is obviously meditation and how important that is which we never really did before no before we did and we don't do it brilliantly now I still find it really difficult yeah I think um what's the worst thing in the world we had this conversation the other day didn't we about uh because you were really I can't remember what had happened but something had stressed you out um yeah, and if, if somebody and says, like, go meditate, I just want to punch you in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, cause how do you change gear? Yeah. Like, how exactly. do you go from being, I want to punch something to, oh, I'm going to be in the center. Exactly. Stage. It's like, it's exactly. not going to happen. Yeah. But if it's a regular practice, yeah. it's part it of the help. routine. It does help. Well, it helps me yeah. in terms of, like, my routine is um, get up in the morning, have my coffee, have something to eat, do a workout, do some meditation. Yeah. And my day is entirely different. Yeah. Like, that meditation could be like five minutes, ten minutes, yeah. fifteen max. But that's it. Yeah. Um, but that was a Tony Robbins thing. That yeah. can, 
and that tr- that changed. Like well, that he was talks about changing your state, doesn't he? Which that, that was a huge part. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting. So if you if you are wound up by something or stressing about something or even just upset, you know, about something, changing your state from what you what you're physically doing. You know, if if you're sat there on the sofa with your head in your hands. Get up, get outside. Yeah, change your physiological yeah, state. Yeah, literally change your state, and that, and that will, you know, it's not going to fix everything, but it, it certainly helps. Um, there's another person uh, I've been listening to recently. I can't even think who they are now, um, but they talk about there's loads of steps to changing your mood. There's literally like 15, 16, might be 20 steps. Really? Yeah, to ch- to changing your mood. But if you can just start taking those first few steps, and yeah. changing your state will really help. Yeah. You you can start moving through all of these motions. Um, I've got. I'll, I'll look it up and, and put it in the the uh, details on the on the podcast for anyone that's interested. Uh, but it's it's called something like a, a negative to positive ladder or something like that. But it's really interesting at how you can if you just get onto the next step, then you can get onto the next step, and then you know within yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. or something, you can you can bring yourself right out of your negative pattern if you're just willing to take that first step rather than mope and hold. Yeah, because I think a lot of us feel. Well, most people would think would feel like it's it's all encompassing yeah, when yeah. you're in that frame and when you're in that mindset of uh, anger or stress or uh, or depression or de- I mean depression is a different thing but um, but whatever it's all encompassing so the concept of going from that to happy go lucky that's too big a leap mm. but yeah the incremental changes over time. But the problem is, I suppose, they're so small, those incremental changes, yeah. that when you're in that state, they feel they feel like it's not worthwhile. Yeah. So you don't take it. Yeah, right? yeah. You don't, it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Because it's, only, it's not going to make that much difference because I feel like this. Yeah. But as, I suppose if you approach it in terms of it's a journey, mm-hmm. and at the end of the journey you will be in this place, mm. then it's you, you might potentially be more motivated to take that leap. Well, that's again what I was saying about being kind to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like... I, this year I have definitely, I've always found that when I've, I've got like a negative episode or whatever you want to call it, um, I beat up on myself because I'm, I'm annoyed that I'm feeling like that, especially when, you know, the sun's shining, I've got two gorgeous kids, and it's, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? You should be more grateful, Life, life's good, blah, 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 you yeah. know, stop being so ungrateful. And, and I'm kind of, but with this year, because those episodes were happening so much more because of all the stress we were going and I couldn't just work through it and get on to the next thing like I normally do. I've just been kinder to myself to realise that, oh, it's just that again. You know what to do. Take take these steps. Yeah. You don't have to do it immediately. You can wallow for a bit if you want to, yeah. you know, and, and but just, you know, things will get better. You will feel better tomorrow or later or even next week or whatever. When it's okay to be not okay. Yes, like, It's exactly. okay to go, because we've had that conversation a few times yeah. where... You you have beat like certainly earlier on in this journey in twenty twenty you would beat yourself up because, and it wasn't because you were beating yourself up because you were feeling that how you felt wasn't was was being weak or anything like that. Mm. It was more you were beating yourself up because you felt like you needed to be doing something proactive and productive yeah. to save save us as a family yeah. like financially down the yeah. road right so. It's like Pivoting, by that's being what everyone weak. kept saying at the beginning, exactly. like, pivot, pivot, pivot. So, so feeling like you're being weak because yeah. you're upset or daunted by this prospect, it was like, no, 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 that's actually okay. Yeah. It's like, this is a really difficult time and 
you are human and you yeah, should yeah. be allowed to feel that way. Yeah. You know, it's not a problem. Just don't don't let it dictate your action. Yeah. Right? You you can so there was a um on our travels we met this amazing Canadian family, didn't yeah. we? Uh, didn't we? And um they uh and we spent some time with them in Sicily and Cyprus yeah. and because uh, they were also travelling around the planet as well. And they just we just absolutely clicked with them and they got four amazing boys and um just a really great kind of just an awesome family, yeah. basically. But they 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 have a very um clear headed approach to life and how yeah. they analyse problems. But there's one thing that they said to us what during our travels it's just stuck with me and that's um we were just talking about looking after children and what it is like to be as a family and all this kind of stuff and and um i think it was um lindsay had said uh, the mother um uh, said um uh, like it's okay to be grumpy mm. like but don't don't make it everyone else's problem yeah and sometimes you can just be grumpy yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you don't you don't need a reason to be grumpy. Well, it came off the back of, because when we were travelling, we kind of felt bad if we weren't in this continuous utopia all the time, yes. really, because yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're kind of supposed to feel like you're on holiday 24-7, but that's yeah. not what travelling's about. about. Yeah. Um, and so you, you may be in a, in a gorgeous place, in, you know, when we're in Bali or whatever, and you, you kind of wake up and you're exposed to feel amazing, but... And the birds are singing and all of this, but yeah. you know, sometimes you wake up and you're not feeling like that, and that's okay. Yeah, because um, you've still got life to deal with, right? Exactly, you still yeah. were running a business through that time, yeah. So there were still life's challenges, yeah. but just because we were in this particular environment, and they, um, but we, I, that stuck me because it, it, it made me realise something about feeling, like in the grumpy state. In that, you need to justify being grumpy, mm. like you're natural to. Um, tendency is to go I feel, I feel really annoyed or wound up or grumpy about this situation and it could be the smallest thing in the world that's made you feel that way it could be just like I said about digestives and beer <laughs> yeah. it could be the reason why I'm feeling grumpy is because I ate a load of junk last night yeah. and my body's just like I'm going to make you feel crap yeah. that could be the only reason why I feel grumpy but I will justify being grumpy mm -hmm. by saying oh well it's because of this it's because of it's because you did that, or the kids have done this, or the business is doing this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, kitchen sinking. Well, that's because yeah. it, it starts to feel like it's all those things. Yes, really it does. really, it's not. It's well, they just reinforce the grumpiness, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that really annoying me as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, you said this to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's... And we often do that together, right? Yeah. So if, we, if we've got annoyed with each other, or if there's an issue, and we end up having a bit of a, like, kind of button heads on it for whatever reason... We'll call each other out yeah. in terms of, um, say so you say, well, yeah, but it's been going on for weeks, and I've been trying to say this for months. It's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. The issue is this: don't start dragging in all this other stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah. actual problem is this: you're yeah, trying. Yeah. It's that kind of trying to reinforce the way you like the justification of why you feel you are. Mm -hmm. So who's the victim the fastest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who's the bigger victim in the room, yeah. and yeah. and it's like, well, what are we actually having that? What are we actually doing here? Is that what you want? Yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah. be the victim? Is, is what we're doing just to be the biggest victim? Yeah. And I suppose, and the reason why um, we wanted to do this today and do this on being recorded, not just um, on a podcast, but on a video version of it as well, which is going to go up on YouTube on our channel, um, which we just uh, 
setting up today yeah. um, was because I suppose it's to say that we're all human, but it's recognising when you're hamstringing yourself mm. and recognising when problems are big and when they're, and when problems aren't actually big, but there's a lot of other stuff going on that you haven't acknowledged, whether well, it's because your headspace is in the wrong place, because you've eaten a load of junk, because you've just... Like, whether you are kitchen sinking and the problem isn't the problem at all, it's something else. Well, building strategies to deal with that as well, I think, is is really important. And it's definitely stuff I want to talk about more in, in these podcasts with the kind of strategies I've, I've built for myself. Um, but also one thing I do want to just say before we kind of wrap this up is to guard your own mind. Mm. Um, and I think that that is so important this year. Just, just over the last couple of days, I've spoken... Um, to three or four people in my, in my kind of immediate network who have gone severely down the conspiracy theory road and i'm and i'm not saying oh, that for yeah 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 i'm not saying that some of the stuff that they believe it couldn't isn't true or couldn't be true um but they have gone so much down those kind of dark roots that they don't want to talk about anything else yeah. that it has completely consumed their mind yeah, because yeah. they're just focusing on all the negative side and and COVID is a shitstorm. It is negative, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, there may well be some nefarious Absolutely. backstory that yeah. we currently don't know. Exactly. About, right? I'm not saying that they're wrong, but they're just they're not doing themselves any favors. No. You know, they're they're turning themselves into paranoid, unhappy people because they're just consuming all this negativity constantly. And I think we went through a phase, didn't we? Or you in particular, because uh, you used to read the newspaper every day, etc. Yeah, uh, yeah. Back in up until two thousand. Thirteen October of two thousand and thirteen. Was it there? I thought it was fourteen, but um. It might be fourteen. But you stopped watching the news or having anything to do. I mean, you radio, TV, yeah, and papers. You would over. throw yourself across the room if the radio news came on, just just to turn, turn it, it off. off. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if I was in a hotel, you know, when you had the breakfast areas in the hotel, yeah. and they always have uh, like because obviously events, we ended up spending a lot of time in hotels. There'd always be a TV playing yeah. BBC News. Yeah. So I'd, I'd either, if I was the only one there or I was in that room, I would either go and turn it off yeah, uh, or ask it to be turned off or I'd find somewhere else to sit. Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, I'd run away. That yeah. was off the back of um, reading the four-hour work week with Tim mm. Ferriss. Oh, okay. Um, because I'm sure it's in that book he says about that. He talks about um, how like the consumption of news media... Is, is just not good for you, like on a constant basis. Yes. Like it's important to be up to date with world events. And and I kind of, that resonated with me a bit. And then I realised that actually, because it became part of my routine, like, like I used to do it all the time, mm. right? And then I realised that I was consuming news media for entertainment. Mm. And then when that's I started... That's how it becomes. Yeah, Same that's, with social that's media. sick though, Yeah, right? exactly. Because then it's like, oh right, I'm, I'm consuming the death of that child or the the devastation of that person there yeah. or that country or that whatever, that war, because I find it entertaining to do so when mm. I'm having my coffee or yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, to me, that just... Like, I know it probably sounds like a bit of a... Like, I don't know, a wet thing to say, but to me, that just didn't sit right with me. Well, so I've I was avoided like, well, it. Out. I mean, I, I've avoided it for years. When I did my media degree, it was something that we were supposed to have to do is, is yeah. get the... I think it was the Guardian that we were supposed to get. 
um, every week um, and we had to write about or expand on different stories and stuff and I hated it yeah. because it was just so and that's not even one of the, the tabloids yeah. um, you know, and, and I, I just found it such a negative experience and unfortunately obviously social media does that for people now oh, and, it's, and it's unavoidable in lots well, of ways what was the uh, programme we watched on Netflix the other day? The Social Dilemma is it? I think social it's, I think it's yeah, Social Netflix. Dilemma if anyone hasn't seen that since listening to this, I highly recommend watching the... What, so if it, it is a social I think dilemma. it's a social dilemma. Um, which goes into how social media just um, targets you as an individual and then manipulates the content mm. that you see. And then, not just to, so that you are have a very specific point of view, but also to keep bringing you back. Yeah. Like that, it was yeah, a real... Yeah, that's what it's focused yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah, we yeah. were kind of aware of it, but when yeah. it positioned it the way it did, it was a real yeah. eye opener. It was yeah, it's a great, yeah. great thing to share. But my it, my point is that, that I'm not saying don't use social media. I still I still do very much myself, um, and and don't necessarily you know if you want to investigate things like conspiracy theories, fine. But just be really aware of what that could be doing to your mind. And if you mm. are feeling in a really negative space or a really fearful space at the moment. Um, then that's a big probably why. Isn't know? there a, isn't there like a saying that says misery begets misery? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. isn't that a thing where yeah. they it's and like because it does seek it out. Yeah. Like if you're in that state, you are seeking out reinforcement Absolutely. to be in that 100%, 100%. state. Absolutely, hundred percent. So and and be careful who you surround yourself with as well. Oh yeah. Because if you if you're surrounded by negative people, it's insidious. You don't realize it's happening, but there's this constant negative chatter around you will bring you down. And that that's what we had. A huge amount of wasn't yeah. it? It was one of the reasons that we went traveling. Um, was our immediate network was a very negative one. Um, it kept us, yeah, it kept us in a very yeah. specific mindset. Yeah, not not intentionally, and and you know we still love a lot of those people dearly, but unfortunately their negativity was very much rubbing up rubbing off on us, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. it's if you can protect your mind yourself, that's your first kind of. Um, point of defence because you can yeah. do that very easily and then try to minimise your time with, with negative people, you will feel a world better. Yeah, I think it's important. It just gives yourself a chance. It does <laughs> give yourself a chance. You are giving yourself a fighting chance. You wouldn't, um, like you, you've got to, I suppose you think about your brain a bit like a muscle, right? You've mm. got to give it a, a, the chance to kind of relax and just grow and yeah, just yeah, yeah. whatever. And if you're constantly well, feed bombarding. Feed it the right stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you, you got to, if, if, if it was a plant or something, you're not going to, I don't know, feed it Coke. Are you you're gonna yeah. feed it water, yeah, feed well, it the right stuff. Well, and that's the thing that we do at the moment is that um, a big chunk of the things that we consume right now are directly linked to the goals that we have for the future, right? Yeah. So it's all about, so I would say a vast outside of spending like quality time with each other and the kids, if it's to do with business, it's all about, right, how do we move the needle forward? So... The books we are we don't tend to read. We tend to audio, Listen, uh, yeah. do audible and stuff. Um, yeah, and all the content we have is directly associated with the the goal that we mm. have in mind. Because then everything else has to get pushed to the peripheries, mm. right? It has because there's no time. No, there's not. There's so much content out there at the moment. Oh, that's it, crazy. It's, it's it is really overwhelming, and yeah. and if you're in business, it's it's kind of un, unavoidable. Like we watch the social dilemma, as Lee said, and. And you were kind of like, right, I'm coming off all social. And I was like, well, we can't. You know, we, we use these platforms to publicise our own stuff. Yeah. So it's very difficult to just avoid it all completely. But you can, you can filter and you can, um, you can 
uh, limit your time on things and well you can also so <laughs> I've got myself in trouble for this and um but uh <laughs> I know where you're going yeah <laughs> I won't mention any names um but um essentially I what I found was that we because we realized this I think it was around the time of Tony Robbins mm. wasn't it in terms of yeah, yeah, how much we should filter out and how much yeah. our network was reinforcing well, negatives says- Stand guard at the door of your mind or something. Yeah, so it's a re- he says it really well, doesn't Phrase, he? He phrases yeah. it really well. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the things I immediately did is I realised that, well, I can't delete everybody off Facebook, no. right? Because, because, and it was also around the time when I think not too long before that, that we'd seen an instance where someone had unfriended someone on Facebook. Yeah. And it ended up being a massive drama, <laughs> hadn't it? And so, and there are, there are people that we'd, yeah, love and careful deeply, but the content they put on their social media yeah. is just like, oh God, really? Do I need to see that? And it, it'll be like dogs being beaten to death or yeah, it'll be yeah, like yeah. lost child or yeah. it'll just be like the most terrific stuff. And it, I used to think, oh, I, just, I can't open Facebook anymore without being just thrown with stuff, but I can't, can't unfriend that person. Yeah. So what I, what I immediately did is I, I found out back then that you could unfollow. Yeah. Like you'd still be friends, but you just wouldn't see any of their content. Yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. So I literally unfollowed everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody immediately. You followed right? about five people, I think. Yeah, like I, I just got rid of everybody, basically. And now my routine is I, like if someone reaches out to me on Facebook, a friend, family, whatever, um, I'll, I'll accept them as a friend on Facebook, but I immediately press the unfollow. Yeah. And it's partly because I don't want to, I'm not, I, I haven't formed a relationship with I would say all the people I have a relationship with, it's not been formed based on their political bias. No. Like their political views about maybe what Trump was or no. what Boris is or anything like yeah. that. It's because of who they are. And so I don't and I don't want that to be tainted by some posts they put on the yeah. thing. But um, yeah, I got myself in trouble because I hadn't liked a particular post by this individual and it come round the houses isn't it to, to me well no it's because you never liked them it yeah it was like oh just, this person just not like me or something do they <laughs> not care and uh, and this had gone round the houses and, yeah. this, and then I was told you need to start getting engaged and I was like but I don't engage with well so you anyone. didn't see them it wasn't that you didn't like it you just didn't see them yeah I don't see it because my timeline doesn't have anything exactly. on it and, and so I suppose what I'm trying to say is you don't need to follow everything yeah you know you don't you're if you follow everybody's everybody what everybody else is following or you're not only at the mercy of that social media's algorithm trying to target you with content that it thinks relevant to you constantly you're then at the mercy of everybody else's algorithms that are being targeted so they might be entirely sucked into i don't know brexit or covid conspiracies and all this kind of stuff and you might be trying to be proactively not being sucked into that journey Mm -hmm. But you can't help it because every time you open your Facebook timeline or whatever it is, yeah. you're being hit by their, their content constantly. Yeah. So unfollow everyone and put a note on your um, Facebook page. Because I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Put a note on my Facebook page saying, look, no disrespect to anybody that I'm friends with. The reality is I'm friends with you on Facebook because you mean, you, uh, you mean a lot to me. And yeah. that's the reason why I have this. But I'm not following anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish I'd done that. Yeah. That, put that statement up. But just... Just for your own mental space, and I think in this year you have to be really careful about that more than mm. any anything previously. But you can do a similar thing with Instagram. I noticed the other day that oh, really? you can't. It's not that you can unfollow things, but you can put your favourites. Oh really? So then you're only or mostly being shown, obviously, the stuff you're genuinely interested yeah. in. Because it's not feasible for 
it's sad, really. It's not it's not feasible to come completely off social media for I, most people, right? I don't think so. And because and, you were quite funny about it with the with the kids, and not that they're on it now, but obviously Belle is is coming slowly coming towards an age where, where she could be and you were like I don't want her on social until she's 18 yeah. or whatever I don't think that's realistic and I think if anything it it can hinder them because they're they're learning ways of communicating with each other's I know um, well this is going to be a whole podcast yeah, yeah that could itself. be another thing but I'm, I'm where, what I'm going is is as you just said there are tricks that you can use and sh- and in yes. my opinion should use yeah and um, to make social media safer for you and and with the and god with the tabloids and things like that just just don't <laughs> just yeah. don't even go there you don't need to <laughs> no. you can source like i i have a couple of sources that so i listen to like on spotify now for example they have i think the times has a little seven minute um headlines yeah that it does we every morning catch up. Yeah, and I just, uh, while I'm having a coffee in the morning, I listen to that seven minutes and I'm like, right, I'm up to date. Mm-hmm. And if there's, any, uh, if there's any particular headline story that I think, okay, I want to investigate it further, mm-hmm. I'll go investigate it. You don't well, need to. Well, balance it as well. Seek out the good news. Like, yeah. like I said at the really beginning, uh, at the beginning of this podcast, that, you know, find the moments of joy or whatever the, the proper quote is and then look for them. There's, there's some good news stuff out there. There's that um, comedian guy, I can't remember his name now, John, John somebody, um, that did the, the good news uh, oh, really? little podcast that he started at the beginning of COVID to share good news with people. There's a newspaper called The Happy Newspaper oh, right. and, and they're sharing positive stories of, you know, successes yeah. and um, achievements in, in like environmental stuff yeah. and, you know, you you want to be able to see the good and the bad because unfortunately the press just focus on the bad all the time. Well, also your um, like if you think about how your brain works, right? So you I can't remember how many stimulus, sti- how much stimulus your brain has to deal with in any given day, but it's constantly filtering out loads of stuff, right? So there was a study done. Um, where did I read it? Oh, it was in um, really good book for anybody that should who's ever interested. It's called Seven Habits of Highly Successful People mm-hmm. by. Stephen Covey. Covey, yeah. Covey? I think he pronounces it Covey. Oh, okay. C- well, he doesn't anymore, he passed away. No, it's, uh, it's, it's for anyone that doesn't know it, it's C-O-V-E-Y, and Stephen with a P-H, isn't it? Stephen Covey. Yes. So, anyway, he, he describes this um, scenario where they have... Uh, is it his? Am I misremembering? Well, anyway... Doesn't matter. I might be completely misremembering here, but there is <laughs> just a... attributed something. To yeah, I have. So I just apologise if that's the case. But there is a there's something I've read somewhere that describes a scenario where they get these college kids to uh, watch some footage, and it's either of a ball game, like an American football game, or something like that. And the college kids have to pick out how many red, say, red shirts. I'm probably completely misremembering it, but how many red shirts have you seen? So. They do that, and then he stops the video at the end. He says, right, how many? And everyone says, I don't know, 10, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? And, and then the guy asks, right, and who saw the giant great gorilla? <laughs> and everyone goes, what gorilla? So then they, he reminds it, plays it again. And then sure enough, the guy, sure enough, the gorilla comes out in the middle and starts dancing. Oh, my and, goodness. And they're like, there's the gorilla. <laughs> so that's, um, that for me is like, your brain's always filtering out stuff. Yeah, yeah. So... It can to reinforce your what you want to see. Well, that's what I mean with the conspiracy people. Yeah. That's all they're seeing. Exactly. They so can't see and, well, that can with social media. Yeah, yeah. 
So my point is, uh, and I'm supposed to wrap up this podcast. Yeah, because I need is, a loo. Yeah, because <laughs> doing this, dancing around that. in the background. So that'll teach you for having a tea during the podcast. Um, so I suppose our point is, whether anything in life, be conscious of what you're consuming, both mentally and physically, and how you're responding, and make positive changes in yeah. the right direction. If you want a positive outcome for yourself for 2021 and beyond, be, st- what did you call it? Stand, stand guard. Stand, okay. stand guard at, your, at the door to your mind. Stand guard at the door to your mind. There we go. And, and seek out the, the positive. And if you need help, if you, you know, if anybody listening to this is depressed um, and is really struggling, seek help, talk to people. Yeah. You know, you, you're not alone, especially this year. But find, and find, find people that will pull you towards net, uh, the positive and not, Try, reinforce the negative, yeah. right? Because you you know who they are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know who those individuals are that will reinforce the negative state. Yeah. And it's great. You can. It's like, oh yeah, you, I feel validated in this feeling of being negative and everything else. But does that get you closer to achieving no, what you by want? By all means, have a little moan, but don't don't keep. Don't be the moan. Yeah, don't keep going because it's just a spiral. You don't. You never come back up. You never get out of bed. No, no, exactly. So, until tomorrow. Episode three. <laughs> Thank you.